How's it going, guys? Welcome to the third out here with Noah Witzke and Bryson French. we got a good show for you guys today as playoff baseball is quickly approaching. We have the last three games of the regular season coming up, but everything's coming to an end. The picture is pretty much set at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, teams are pretty much set. You know, the AL picture is set, NL pictures not quite set. It's getting pretty close, but yeah, I mean, it's just base- October baseball is coming closer and closer. It's getting exciting. How's the how's the weather back home? It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It it's been raining this weekend. It was raining uh, a decent amount. Not too bad. Uh, I'm sure it's getting pretty rough down where you're at because you're a little closer to the hurricane. Yeah, we've had a good bit of wind here in South Carolina, um, but the rain kind of jumped us. I thought it was going to be bad, and thought I wasn't going to be able to do anything this weekend. And I ended up. It was nice enough to where I was able to go golfing. So. Oh, not bad. The weather not was bad. way nicer than I expected. But, you know, wind, there was some damage and stuff like that. But overall. Yeah, just been cold and rainy up here. Yeah. So let's get into it. Top piece of news. Judge, he hit his 61st. Mm-hmm. Hit the 61st home run, but he's still seeking the 62nd home run. Now he's got three games left against the Rangers. Can he get it? If pitchers would actually give him stuff to hit, I would say yes. But I don't think anybody's going to give him something to hit. It's the Rangers, though. This isn't like you're playing the Blue Jays or the Orioles, a team who's in the playoff hunt. You're yeah. you're actually up against a team who shouldn't care at this point, if you will. I mean, not that they're going to try to lose, but like, from that perspective, you're not going to try to be overly snobby about it, I guess, <laughs> as you should say. Yeah, I mean, from that perspective, it makes sense. But at the same time, a pitcher's not going to be going to want to be a pitcher that gets history hit off of them at the same time. The Dodgers pitchers didn't seem to have a problem with it against Howard Pujols. They were giving him some nice meatballs there. Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know, that might be, I don't want to say it's different. But you're out of division. Yeah. Maybe that helps. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be iffy. I was set on him getting to like 65 a month ago. Yeah. He has slowed down. Yeah. I mean, the pitches he's getting given to hit, they're all pitching him either way inside, jamming him, or outside and away. So, not real great pitches for him to tee off on. Yeah, I think a lot of that, though, was more competitive than mm-hmm. them not wanting to have history made against them type stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's definitely interesting to see if he can get it now. Again, three games left. Other piece of news with him, though, is the Triple Crown hunt. Yeah, the tri- I would say the Triple triple Crown's pretty... That one's going to be a lot tougher, I think. He's... Is he still second in average? I know he was first for a little bit. Yes, he's still second in average. He's down 315 to 311 to Lisa Rise. 
Okay, so that he can make that up in a game. It'd be tough, but I think he, he can make that up, especially against the Rangers here. He has a couple two-hit games. He had a batting average of 417 throughout the month of August. Really, it was what put him in this conversation to begin with. Yeah. I don't know if he can do it. That's so that's four points is a lot. It's been close to that. It was like 315 to 317 at one point. Mm -hmm. That would yeah. have been do it. Yeah, I, I, I think he had he had all three categories until la he, late last week, did he not? Yeah, he did step in the lead for batting average for a short time. Yeah, I it was about three, four days, I think. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it was against the, the Blue Jay series or the Orioles series, but yeah, he. Yeah, that one's that one's going to be pretty tough too. He is playing against the Rangers, so he has that going for him. But it's going to go down to the wire with that one. I mean, that's going to be on watch. Yeah, until the, until the third game. It's very true. Now there was an article put out about the fact that he could go for the quadruple triple crown. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw that, but it's basically just looking at all the other offensive stats. And the only thing he has to get really is batting average, but he leads so many other offensive stats. It's absolutely incredible what he's doing as a hitter. And it's not just power. It's not just average. It's on base percentage. It's WRC plus it's war. It's, you know, OPS. Let's see, what are the others here? The, the 12 categories, it's home runs, RBIs, batting average, obviously the other top three. He also leads in runs, mm -hmm. which I for, you know, a guy, I guess they did move him to a leadoff spot for a little while, but for a guy in the middle of your lineup, a three, four hitter, you don't expect him to be scoring the most runs in the league, even on a team like the Yankees. That's not expected. No. Not on base percentage. At this point, obviously, on base percentage is in his favor due to the walks he's been getting recently. Mm -hmm. Slugging percentage, OPS, obviously, go along with everything else there. Walks, extra base hits, total bases. If you have extra base hits and home runs, you better have total bases. WRC plus and war. And those are the wars through fan graphs is what they're using. But yeah, that would be the quadruple triple crown because he's got all of those except batting average at the moment, I believe. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, he very well could. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time anybody had done that. Yeah, it's true. I don't think anybody's ever done that, really. I don't know. Not I mean, not that I've ever had my attention drawn to. Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be very, very slim list if anybody has done that. So, single greatest offensive season of our lifetimes? Oh, yeah, I would say easily. At yeah, least all, maybe even, not all time. But, yeah. I just don't know enough historically to say that. But, yeah. Yeah. Because we think back, it was... You know, Miguel Cabrera's triple crown year was the next best one. Yeah. Yeah, the, I, at least I can remember right off the top of my head. Yeah. And that was really the only other triple crown in our lifetimes, actually. Yeah, we've had a lot of guys come close, but or a few guys come close. But yeah, I mean, what year is that? 2014? 2012. Well, yeah, I knew it was somewhere around 12, 14-ish. Mike Trout's rookie season? I think somewhere yeah. around there. He had a 308 average. Um, wait, that's his career. My bad. 
not have a 308 average in that one year. 2012, Miguel Cabrera hit 348, so a little higher there. He had 44 home runs and 137 RBIs. So how many RBIs did Judge have? I don't think he has 137. Uh, yeah. That's quite that. He's had, he has 130. Yeah. So he can so get the average is way lower. Yeah. But the home runs are way higher. RBIs are a little lower. So that would be the only thing I think in competition. In competition for Aaron Judge, having the best offensive season of our lifetimes would be Miguel Cabrera's year. Yeah, and it it's pretty comparable there, at least those three categories. Um yeah, going back, I don't know what you know war and stuff looked like back then. Yeah, if they even tracked war and they stuff did. Like that. Oh yeah, they can track war way back to like significantly before um the days of they got they got war for like Babe Ruth and stuff. So Oh yeah, I forgot they went back and tracked all that stuff for all those players. So he had a 7.7 offensive war. I don't know what chops or what a judges is here, but 7.7. So anyway, yeah, very comparable. And something we're not going to see for a long time. Because I don't even know if Judge can do this again next year. Not that he's not going to have a good year next year, but this would be a little much to ask for. Yeah. As judges war this year is at a 10.5. But that, that's offense and defense, though. So. Mm-hmm. His offensive war is at a 10.3. Okay. Yeah, so due to it's war, pretty comparable. That would be a little high. A little higher. Yeah, I would give it to him. But with that, I don't know. Anything else you have to say about Judge? No, not really. I mean, he's he's having one of the best seasons, you know, of any player that of our lifetime. So there's, I mean, we pretty much said everything you can say. I mean, everybody knows our feelings on the MVP race and how it's laughable to give it to anybody else. Well, with that, I was I was about to segue to Pujols. You, you said, uh, you know, one of the best seasons of our lifetimes, I was going to say, you know, the best career of our lifetimes was Albert Pujols. But then you then you brought up the MVP race, and I want to talk about Otani now, signing a, a one-year deal, uh, $30 million extension, basically. Yeah, just uh, to avoid, to avoid arbitration. arbitration. Yeah. What do you think that means though for the Angels? I don't know if it I don't know if it means much. I don't know. I mean I think they, obviously they gotta find a manager, I think. I don't yeah. think the interim situation is gonna suit them. Yeah, I think I, I don't think you're gonna be able to figure anything else or anything out about the Angels until they find a manager. I think they should be good, and I think they will want to rebuild and make themselves competitive. Because mm-hmm. if you look at what they did beginning of the season, they believe in themselves. They fired their manager, and it went downhill. And instead of you know trading away everything, they had the option to trade away Otani. That was something that was rumored. And they said, no, we're absolutely not doing that. They wanted to get rid of a little bit, create some cap space, come back this year, and hopefully, you know, in the, in the 2023 season, they wanted to be ready to go for the playoffs, make that push. So it makes sense. You know, this is one last run with Otani, with Trout, with the others. You know, you got, they brought in Syndergaard. 
they got rid of, or excuse me, they gave away Syndergaard, and they gave away Taylor Ward, um, or not Taylor Ward. They gave away Brandon Marsh. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They gave away Marsh and and Syndergaard. So, yeah, they're they're loading up this year, and it'll be very interesting to watch them in the off season because they should go all in this year. But again, they are using a lot of money elsewhere. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, the MLB does have the the four. It, it can be an advantage, it can be a disadvantage of not having a salary cap. So these bigger markets in LA and stuff like that can spend a lot of money without it really affecting the team. But the Angels, one of those. I mean, they're not the Dodgers. They don't have Dodgers money, but they're not like the Reds. So they have money to be able to spend and not get tied down. So and it's weird because they are paying some of the best players a lot of money, mm-hmm. but then they're just not deep. Like you're playing, you're yeah. paying Mike Trout, you're playing, paying Shohei Otani, you're paying Anthony Rendon. You were paying Noah Syndergaard a substantial amount, you know, they have, that's what they're spending all their money on. And they're just not, they're not spending their money on depth at this point. Yeah, exactly. They, they're spending their, all their money on their best players when realistically, they could be spending a little less money on those players and given given those same players some help. Yeah. So there are a lot of places I'd like to see them get some help. I don't they were high on Max Stassi coming into the season. I was not at catcher. Yeah. I think they really need to address that. Jared Walsh is not as at first base, you know, this guy who's in the rookie of the year conversation. Um who else do I like here? I mean, Anthony Rendon just has to be healthy. Yeah, once he I mean, stay healthy for a year. Yeah, I and mean, he hasn't been healthy in a while. Taylor Ward obviously has been a great addition this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the core, if you look at Mike Trout, Taylor Ward, Anthony Rendon, it's a solid four guys, and there's a lot, a lot of offense needed to bring yeah. that up. Yeah, they need to go get one, one more star. To help them to help them out. Yeah. And then on the pitching side, I think there are decent on the pitching side. Obviously, you got Shohei Otani. Patrick Sandoval has been very good. Mm-hmm. We talked about him at the beginning of the season. We were high on him. He's been good. Reed Detmers threw the no hitter, but I think was a solid start from him. And he is still going through a lot of rookie struggles, but he should be reliable. Mm-hmm. Jose Suarez, good. And so I'd like to see one, maybe two additions yeah. in the starting rotation. Get some more offense. The bullpen looks decent. You got Jimmy Hurget. You got Ryan Tapera. I don't know. There's a lot they need to do in the offseason. But going out and paying Otani one more year shows that they want to keep competing for at least for one more year. Yeah. I mean, you get one more shot with him, Trout together. I mean, because who knows how long Trout's got left with his back issues. I mean, he yeah. could he could have five years, but and then he could have one. Like you never know with the back. Very true. Yeah, and he is. You know, Trout signed long term, but mm-hmm. once Otani clears out, then you have you got new new money options, if you will, at least. Yeah, you can so. start start putting this money other places. Yeah. Free agents. 
you got Mike, uh, Mike Zunino, Wilson Contreras, Omar Navarez, Gary Sanchez, Christian Vasquez, Tucker Barnhart are all going to be free agents. Those are some of the top catchers. Kurt Casale, Jason Castro, Austin Hedges. I would be happy with any of those. I think probably go for a lower budget guy. Christian Vasquez would be a nice addition there. So say they go for Christian Vasquez. Who else do they need? Let's yeah. get them maybe a shortstop. Yeah, Trey short. Turner. Yeah, but uh Xander can opt out. Dansby. Tim Anderson has the White Sox have the option there. They're probably not going to choose that. Um Elvis Andrews, Jose Iglesias. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, go big on a shortstop, would they? That's a lot of that would be a lot of money for them. Yeah, I mean, you could. Uh, I think I don't know who the most likely option in that would be. I can't I see. I can't see them going after like a superstar. But I can't see them going off. I, it seems a little too predictable for them to go after an old Elvis Andrews at this point. Yeah, that seems like exactly the thing they would do. And I don't like that for them. Um, who else? They got a third baseman. They got the outfield pretty set. Mm-hmm. Could maybe use one more. It's pitchers, though. A lot of club options and opt-outs. Jacob deGrom could opt out. Interesting. I haven't talked about that a lot. I, I, uh, I, can't, yeah, I can't see him opt out. Yeah. Um, Carlos Rodon, Aaron Noah. It would be nice for them to sign one of those, and I could see them going after that. Chris Bassett, Nathan Navaldi, Tyler Anderson, Justin Verlander, Sony Gray, Kyle Gibson. Somebody in that caliber they want, and then I would say they probably want somebody a little lower on the list too. Mm-hmm. You know, get a Chad Cool, Jose Urena type guy. That would solidify the starting rotation. The Angels, if they did that, if they got one of the catchers, two starting pitchers, one starting pitcher is a star. And then maybe a mid-level reliever. Could they be with the Astros and the Mariners top of this division? I mean, possibly. They could be up in the mix. They could be in the mix for that. But (laughs) yeah, I say I mean they could be, but then at the same time. They can make a conversation for it, but I don't think it's likely that they would stay there like the whole, like they would be competitive there the whole season. Like I could see them being like the first half of the year, but like all oh, the Angels, you know, they're doing great. You know, they're second in a division and then them just fizzling off. Yeah. I don't see it. I, again, I think they need to build out more depth than just a couple big free agents, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that, that has to come from the farm system, if nowhere else. And I don't know that their farm system is ready for that yet, which yeah, is not. the problem with trying to keep Otani and Trout around until that comes about. But yeah, I don't see that. I don't see it next year. I don't know. I kind of wanted to see with the free agents what it, what the roster would look like, but I don't think that's enough even. Yeah. Still laps. The offense is going to be trash if you don't add like four guys. Mm-hmm. All right, let's switch to this. We talked about Judge. We made the segue to Otani. Let's talk about Pujols, greatest career of our generation. Is that fair to say? I would say probably, yeah. 
All right, so he's got 702 home runs now. Two more since we last talked. Mm-hmm. And he really went off. It was the last regular season game he's ever played or is ever going to play in St. Louis. And he had a two-run single at one point, and then he hit a home run later in the game. Isn't that just like the most Pujols thing to do? At this it point? is. Yeah, I mean, that was – I mean, it was – it was great to see there. And then at the end of the game, when all three of them get pulled at the same time, I mean, it's just, it, it I mean, that's just what baseball's about. Yeah. So that was absolutely incredible weekend in St. Louis, obviously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible season. And I don't know, you know, don't care about what they do in the playoffs at this point. This was so much fun to watch from these three from what the Cardinals have put together as a team so far this year. It's been entertaining. Uh, It's been kind of, you know, just nostalgic, if you will. There have been so many great moments throughout it. It's been been so incredible. Yeah, I mean, if I I was Paul Hulse, it would be tough to, you know, to name something that could have went better in his final season. I mean, grand playoffs haven't happened yet. You know, of course, the World Series would be a top five list, but... I mean, from a regular season standpoint, there's not much you can ask for if you're if, if, all three of those guys really, with Paul Holtz, Molina, and then Wayne Wright. Yeah, and these farewell seasons. I mean, I haven't heard a lot about Miguel's. Did Miguel Cabrera even like officially retire? They gave him like the honorary All Star thing. Anyway, I don't think he, so. He didn't even announce his retirement. But yeah, there was no sort of farewell farewell tour for Miguel and it's kind of sad but you know I remember the all-star game when Derek Jeter was there and Derek Jeter making his final rounds and how every team you know gave him gifts on the way out and uh Mariano Rivera same way Albert Pujols obviously had that Yachty did too other than those guys those four guys what other guys have had that farewell tour type treatment I guess if you will Trevor Jones yeah I'll say yeah he yeah he not many. I mean, none that come to my mind. Of course, the big one that I I remember is Jeter's when he retired. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Paul Holtz was having one. Yachty. I mean, yeah, those four guys. But yeah, I mean, that just get, you know says how much of an impact to the game that they've had throughout their careers. Yeah, and who's going to be the next player to have that sort of farewell tour? That's t- not, that, that's a good question. I can't. I'm trying to think of people near retirement. I think Trout would have one. Yeah, Trout would have one. Um, yeah, Trout would be the big one. Um, Judge, maybe. I don't know yeah. if he's had enough yet. Yeah. Well, when he retired, he would have it. But he, I mean. I mean, 10 years from now, yeah, whenever he decides to retire. Yeah. Mm. I, I can't think of any others. Kershaw. Yeah, Kershaw. Starting pitchers are a little weirder in that. AJ Pettit kind of had that, but yeah, you, know, you only play once every five days. It's a little, little different. If yeah. you look at the highest players um, with career war among active players, it's, it's Albert Pujols and then Mike trout so that's really all there is so i mean if you look at it that way obviously 
then it's Robinson Cano. Yeah. I forgot. I kind of forgot he was still playing. Yeah. And Miguel Cabrera, obviously he's getting his mm-hmm. Joey Votto. Would he get I think, one? I think Joey Votto would get one. Maybe not to the extent as other players, but he, I, he would get, he would get somewhat of a farewell tour, especially being, being in Cincinnati for his entire career. Uh, you know, playing for as long as he did or has. Yeah, I could see him getting one, at least a small, well, maybe one on a smaller scale, but to an extent, he would get one. Paul Goldschmidt. Hmm. I don't know about this. This is where we're getting to the point where it would probably. I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean towards some, no. Some teams, if he were to announce his retirement ahead of time, maybe, but. Like he would get some farewell gifts, but I don't think it would be as covered. Yeah, wouldn't be as covered. Evan Longoria. Mm. I don't think so. Yeah, I'll say I would lean towards no with that one as well. We're gonna we'll just finish out. We'll push through the top ten players in war. So Mookie Betts. I think he's got enough time left where he yeah, could. But I think yeah, if he if he ever decides to retire today, no. Or like you know, like next year's my next year, I would say no. But I think he he has enough time left. He's not even thirty up. yet. So if, yeah, yeah, to build that reputation up where he could. At least he's six already, years, yeah. You you can't just be a good player. You have to have a good reputation too. You gotta yeah. be a good upstanding guy. We just mm-hmm. got that going. Nolan Arenado. I'm gonna give him no. Yeah. And then finally, Manny Machado. No. Yeah, the reputation part is missing a little bit there. I feel yeah. like he's hated by a few too many teams. I get that. I mean, when we went to see him in Washington, what was that? That was two summer. Yeah, not this past summer, but summer before that, when that shooting happened outside the stadium. I mean, he was getting booed in Washington. Yeah. Like, I there's mean, no connection. What no, connection at all. Washington? You see, that's why I, I remember I was, I either turned over to you. Or one of the, I, I think it was you. I was like, why in the world is he getting booed? And somebody, and somebody turns around, you know, says, oh, he's a word we're not going to say. I was like, oh, my, like, geez, dude. I'm like, he's a baseball player. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, the Padres, and oh, even when he was on in Baltimore, like, nothing even happened. He did. He started some fights. Yeah. He has uh, bouts with Josh Donaldson and stuff. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really all the active players that could be. I mean, Freddie Freeman will be the next one down. He's 11th on war. I I would lean more towards yes with him. He's more of a legacy player, so I get yes. that. Yeah, exactly. But again, I feel like he's a little close to the end of his career and hasn't done as much. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think he's done as much, but I think with his personality and what he means to what he meant to Atlanta and, you know, those in that division, I, I would lean more towards yes with him, but it also would not surprise me at all if, he, if it, he just retired and nothing happened. Yeah, very true. All right, let's switch to this. We talked about American League picture is sealed. The National League picture, one game away, right? Or basically mm-hmm. two games. Atlanta and the Mets. So they had a really interesting series this weekend. 
And we'll talk a little bit about Saturday's game in a minute. But the Mets are down two games now after being swept. They don't look good. That's that's the first problem. They're they're circling circling the drain. We knew what happened. They do play the Nationals at home, whereas the Braves play the Marlins. So they both are going in division for some easy games. It takes magic number is two. So it takes uh, a Mets, two Mets losses or two Braves wins or one of each. And it's over. So they have to climb back two games in three days. Can it happen? I mean, can it happen? Yes. Will it happen? No. Pretty strict there. All right. So yeah, I, I don't think it will. I mean, do you? I don't think so. Again, two games and you got to come back two games in three days. I don't think yeah. so. Uh, especially, I'm looking to see who the Miami Marlins have on the mound. Yeah. That's... In the next few days has not been determined yet. I think the Mets could very easily sweep. Mm-hmm. So they could do their part. Which does mean that the yeah they haven't even decided their starters for the next few days. The Mets could sweep; they'll do their part. The Braves, though, they should be able to win too. Yeah, Miami's going to try to play spoiler because Miami has not, not picked their starters yet, so you never know who we might see if we saw Pablo or or Pablo and Sandy come in. It may be hard for the Braves. It yes. may actually lean towards the Mets coming back. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to think that, you know, that series that ended yesterday was like the deciding factor. Like that was it. That was the three game series that decided all. The Braves proved they're better. Now they get to make the playoffs. And that may not be how it works, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would still lean more towards Atlanta in this. I mean, Half is every year, the Braves just crumble there at the end. But their their schedule's favorable. They're getting them three freebies there, or could be freebies there right before the playoffs. Now, if the playoffs, oh shoot, playoffs ended today, uh, Mets would be with the Padres. Yeah. That, that's who they'd not be matched up against. Correct. So, I think they can make it past that anyway, because the Padres mm-hmm. aren't, you know, they're they're not as cold as the Phillies, maybe, but yeah, they're maybe. not uh they're not running away with anything at the moment. Yeah. Now, if they would win, they'd be playing St. Louis or Philadelphia. Those teams factor are- this in now. Factor this in if because you do get the buy, but mm-hmm. if the Mets use their best starting pitchers trying to get wins. Against whoever the against the Nationals, they use their best starters now, which would be Degrom, Grom, last day. Yeah. Well, they they've already slated Carrasco and um, Bassett. Or no, Bassett went yesterday. Carrasco and somebody else. They already have their next two starters picked out for Monday and Tuesday. So. They would only use Scherzer or DeGrom on the last game of the season 
and you have Friday. So you may not actually get to pull all three of those starters going into this into the playoffs. So with that in mind, does that help the Padres out? It would, yeah. If they would in that wild card series, I think it would definitely. Because Padres are sealed. They can shift their starting pitching however they want. Yeah. At this point. Okay. Keep that in mind then. So with that in mind, let's look at the other race, the Phillies and the Brewers. If you're the Cardinals, who would you rather face, the Phillies or the Brewers? Well, you're much more familiar with the Brewers. I mean, you've, played them, you've played them so much all year. And I remember they've, they've done well. they've done pretty yeah, good. We, well, they've done well against the, Bra- or the they Brewers. Have. They have. Philly's colder, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Philly also... The magic number is two. Yeah. Philly also has the ability... I mean, if they wake up, I mean, their offense is one of the best in the league. Or should yeah. be. If the Brewers were to wake up, their pitching would be one of the best in the league, though. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah I would probably face... Of... I don't know. I would rather face the Brewers. I, You know what? Because of the offense. You mm-hmm. bring up a good point. The offense is scary. Even though Philly is cold, the Brewers aren't exactly... I mean, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. So, like... Yeah, and we, in Philly, it just takes, you know, Bryce Harper to get back in the groove in these last three days, you know, start hitting, hitting well again, and then, but he's ready to play in the postseason. Yeah, it's very true. So that is nationally picture, picture. That's as far as, you know, everything that hasn't been wrapped up yet. But I forgot, there's a couple more things with the Mets. So with the Mets, I forgot to mention this earlier. Um, they brought up their number one prospect, Francisco Alvarez. We didn't talk about this. Catcher. Yes, we totally forgot to. Yeah, he actually got player of the month with Judge this month. Uh, Eduardo Escobar did. Oh, was it? Oh, I thought our, I thought it was the Mets guy. I guess I read yeah, that, that totally wrong. Guy. Eduardo oh, Escobar. Yeah. Uh, the number one prospect, though, in all of baseball is also the Mets prospect. That is Francisco Alvarez. He does not look like the number one prospect in all of baseball. It's another catcher. Um, I'm not saying he's not going to be good. He just doesn't. Uh, he came up. He faced Canley Jansen that first night. Uh, what was that? Friday night. And he he had a long battle. He threw his bat twice during that bat. Slipped out of or twice during the game. Excuse me. One of his earlier bats during the game, he flung his bat. And then later on, he flung it during the last bat of the game. Uh, but he had a battle. And swung at some pitches in the dirt that he kept tipping somehow and eventually struck out to Kenley Jansen, who had the bases loaded. So, I don't know. I was, you know, this is a call-up that makes a, a good bit of sense because they do struggle behind the plate and they do struggle mm-hmm. at DH. And he can fill in both of those. But it's a little late in the season. I don't know why they waited this long, if they were going to pull him up. Yeah, if they were going to pull him up, that's something you do beginning of September, not at the end. Especially if you have hopes of him making an impact in the playoffs, which maybe they don't. So yeah. I'm just going to assume that they don't. Yeah, I mean, but if you assume he's not going to have an impact in playoff and like actual meaningful games, why do you pull him up? And put him up against the Braves in in the bottom of the ninth with two outs and the bases loaded. Yeah, it just it doesn't make much sense to me at all. Yeah. So if they had pulled him up, it would have made more sense. The reason being is because he's a catcher. It takes time to learn the pitchers. 
you gotta have time for that and you can't just come right up and work your way in here that's not going to work for you so they did that i don't know it is cool to have another top prospect in the game you're getting called up fast i just this one doesn't make sense enough about him i haven't seen enough about him i'm not too hyped for him either like i was hyped for adley i was hyped for julio rodriguez i was hyped for bobby witt jr i was hyped for you know the, even the other guys you know um hyped for grayson rodriguez to come up later hype for uh what was the other Orioles name but like uh Gunnar Henderson but like mm-hmm. I'm not hype for him I don't know enough about him to think that he should be that great he just seems like another catcher at this point to me yeah he I mean, looks like another catcher yeah I mean looks- nothing nothing looked special about him I mean all these other guys that have gotten pulled up you know, they're for, it maybe not, not their first game, but shortly after they're caught up and like, oh yeah, there's there's something there. Yeah. So maybe we'll see that. Maybe we will. But again, haven't seen much yet, and I haven't. I didn't hear the hype about him when he was down in the minor leagues either. Really, other yeah. than him getting the number one prospect position. Other than that, I didn't know anything about him. Yeah, and I mean, and he wasn't. He was only the number one prospect because all these other guys got called up. Yeah, they did. A, they did an adjustment. And they kind of like their midseason adjustment, and he got pulled up to number one spot then. Yeah. So, I mean, where was he ranked before that? Do we know? I have no clue. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think he was like the Mets number two prospect at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So, all right. That said, let's move on back to the Braves even further back. The Braves bullpen did have some troubles there. I mentioned Kenley Jansen always seems to make it interesting. On that game mm-hmm. Saturday, I think he had a three-run lead and he loaded the bases. Yeah, I mean, yeah, classic Kenley, at least at this point in his career. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. Now the other guys, AJ Minter and Raziel Iglesias, have been great for them recently. Both of them gave up late-inning bombs to the Mets as well, which was scary in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, those they had, would have had a five-nothing lead, but they, those two gave up home runs. To make the score five two. Now, that is a little concerning because the Braves bullpen depth has been what has helped them a lot. You know, they they have a lot of good pieces, but the bullpen depth mm-hmm. has helped them a lot. And to see AJ Minter and Raziel Iglesias starting to get beat up a little bit is kind of scary. Yeah, a little bit. Playoffs. Keep an eye on that. Other news with the Braves: Dansby Swanson hit his one hundredth home run. He did. Yeah, you're. Uh... Your favorite player out there for the Braves. Yeah, hundredth career home run. I didn't realize he I I didn't realize he had hit that. I mean he's been in the league a long time. Yeah. It, I mean I just hit. I guess I just assumed he had hit it. I didn't realize it was recent. You don't really hear about a lot of players hitting those milestones. Not and yeah, especially this year, Judge at this point in the season has kind of overshadowed a lot of that between Judge and Pulholes chasing there. Or well, pull holes not so much now since he already hit it, but that whole chase I can kind of overshadow some of the younger guys or not younger guys, less important milestones, I guess you could say. Yeah. Now let us move to this. We'll go back to the playoff picture. We're going to go through since playoffs start Friday. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe we have like one off day. What is the regular season ends like Wednesday? You have Thursday off and then Friday would start. So let's talk about that. These matchups. Yes. Out of the first round, 
first off, I'll ask you which one you're most excited for. So we, we're going to have, how is this going to look? It'll probably be, what, Tampa versus, or let me see. I, yeah, it's Tampa versus Cleveland, Seattle, Toronto. Oh, yeah. Well, or in the National League, St. Louis, Philly, mm-hmm. or Mets, Padres. Yeah, now uh, the Mets Padres one's practically set there. Uh, Philly, uh, Philly St. Louis isn't quite set. It's getting close. But so between those four, I think the best series is probably going to be Blue Jays Seattle. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of excitement with the Toronto offense and Seattle, what they've done this season i mean they haven't been to the playoffs since like 2001 or whatever it's been like the longest playoff streak for any team mm-hmm. or playoff drought for any team so i'm excited to see what seattle can do with this revamped team they have a lot of exciting stuff yeah they do they do i mean seattle for game two is going to be wild i mean first playoff game in 21 years yeah i mean it's gonna now be- yeah so let's stay in tampa and and uh Tampa versus Cleveland. Is that the most most boring of the series? I'm kind of hyped to see Cleveland. You know, they're yeah. the youngest team in all of baseball right now. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be boring, but I'm also I'm I'm kind of excited for that series. I'm kind I'm kind of excited to see what Cleveland's got. Because I think I think Tampa's very good too. Um it's crazy that they're the sixth seed here. But yeah, I think that'll be that'll it's boring, but I think it's also an underrated matchup. Yeah. I am I really want to see a lot from Cleveland. The, the reason they seem kind of boring is because of the young players and mm-hmm. players we don't know about. Yes. I think they can have a very exciting team as we get to know them. Toronto or Tampa always seems boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just the way they try to do things, I think. Yeah. National League. National. Then Mets, Padres. You mentioned that one. That was on paper is going to be very good. Yes. On paper, that's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be. That's going to be a fun game to watch, I think, or the games to watch. I think that one's going to be more interesting. Um, it's not going to be quite as interesting as Seattle Blue Jays, but I think that's going to be very interesting as well. Um, the pitching is going to be great there. Yeah, that if you like pitching, that's going to be the series you're going to want to watch. Yeah, and then I personally, obviously, am excited for St. Louis Philly. This does yeah. seem like probably the most competitive of a lot yes. of the series. Yeah, I think that one's going to be the closest if it does end up being Philadelphia, which I think it will. Um, that's going to be Cardinals. Then I don't, obviously as a Cardinals fan, I'm going to care about it, but I'm trying to be unbiased here. And I would say, I probably wouldn't care about that one as much. Yes, I agree. Now, uh, I think that that one's the most that you you don't know what you're going to get. I think unless from, or from Philadelphia, I should say, you don't, you don't know what team you're going to get. And you don't know what starters you're going to get from the Cardinals either. Yes. Let's start the Cardinals rotation. Who knows what that's going to look like in top three games? Yeah. So, so that could make it even more interesting. Yeah. So I think that one, that one very well could end up being the most exciting and the best series of the four. Yeah. So that is the playoff picture. Uh, last thing before we go. Last thing. You brought this up. Eduardo Escobar was player of the month. Aaron Judge was also player of the month. We've talked a lot about what Judge has done. Escobar, his numbers for the month, I don't have them written down. I was going to say, but he's probably going to win um, 
the National League third baseman of the month. For the player of the month stuff, normally we would take this episode to talk about that, but we didn't want to do that because we wanted to focus more on the news, um, kind of transferring, learning how to do more, um, talking about the news, analyzing stuff like that on the podcast. We're going to start transferring the player of the month type stuff onto Instagram. Yeah. So be, be watching there for that. Obviously, Judge is going to get one of the outfield spots. Eduardo Escobar, again, will probably get the third base National League spot, I would assume, since he won player of the month. But Manny Machado and Max Muncie had good months, too. So they were also on the list of finalists for that. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on that. Um, with that, though, so check out the Instagram. With that, I think that's all we have for you guys. And so we will get see you guys next week after the first round of the playoffs.